Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Corey McGetty, Jonathan Bender, Joey Devine, Trajan Langdon, Wally World Zerbiak, Sean Keane, Jeff Foster, musical guest, The Offspring, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, uh, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine, and we are here with a late Thursday night edition of Round Ball Rock with Mr. Sean Keen hey, at Joey. gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can email me there. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean, we've had some playoff games since we uh, last, um, since we last podcast. Since mm-hmm. the boys got back in town, that's right. Good old Dave Schilling. Uh, and right off the top, we're going to talk about all the podcast, all the all the podcast, all the uh, playoff <laughs> series we've had. Uh-huh. But right off the top, I want to say two things. Uh-huh. Uh, tomorrow's four twenty. Oh, damn. And Dave Schilling is releasing a video on Bleacher Report where uh-huh. he got Matt Barnes and uh, Al Harrington high. So you might oh want to watch God. that. Okay, well, <laughs> that is the best thing that's going to happen tomorrow. Although, uh, I feel like this is also a good day to be a delivery man if you're in certain states. Probably, probably uh, a lot of big orders. Although, I guess it's kind of inconsistent with people who are high. Not good at calculating the percentages. Uh, um, the other thing I want to say is uh, we're a comedy podcast mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, 
but some sad shit happened this week, and I'll just mention it off the top. We're not going to make fun of it, but uh, Greg Popovich, one of the top five men of all time, mm-hmm. uh, is in mourning because his wife died, and that fucking sucks. Uh, so, yeah. you know, condolences, mm-hmm. Pop. If you're listening, you're not listening, though. I We're mean, not a wine podcast. No, he's he's not a listener. I, I kind of think maybe... I like to think that um, Nick Kerr, Steve Kerr's son, is a listener, but, you know, that's kind of wishful. I mean, I don't know. He's a Spurs intern, too. Um, Uh, But, yeah, that sucked. And also, I want to go out of my way real quick to say, uh, uh, please stop sandbagging athletes and telling them someone died on video. It's fucking ridiculous. Not just athletes, anyone. There's no reason... Whether it's telling Coco the gorilla that Robin Williams died or Kevin Durant that Greg Popovich's wife died. Uh, There's no reason to film a person or an animal getting that news. Yes. And Uh, I hate it. I would I would also like to reiterate my position that Coco, the sign language gorilla, is a fraud. So I would also like to add that. Okay, well, that brings some levity back to our comedy podcast, so good job, Sean. I would just say also, just like, it's it's one of those things that makes me also appreciate the NBA to this degree, because, like, it just feels, like, unthinkable in the NFL that there would be just, like, generations of players across the league who were just, like... Oh yeah, that coach's wife. Like, uh, it's so nice. And like, the NBA just seems like such a nice uh, kind of like family of an organization where you know, like, the league isn't constantly tr- like suing the players and like, <laughs> right. just, just horrible contentiousness. <laughs> and like, even even like arch rivals in basketball still just kind of like make fun of each other a lot, and that's like the extent of it, you know. Anyway, yeah. um, it was nice. I did like the kind of out. It was like it was just, it was sweet to see the outpouring of. Uh, it felt like genuine emotion too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Pops the best. Um, all right. Uh, back to our funny podcast though. Yeah. Um, Sean, you've been watching these playoff games. I have, what, bro. Tonight, tonight, <laughs> I only was able to watch like some condensed highlights of a lot of the games but uh, oh can we talk about the condensed game real quick oh, that's yeah. if you have yeah. if you have nba <laughs> if you have nba league pass yeah they have this option called condensed game uh-huh. where they cut all the games down to 15 minutes uh-huh. which seems like a great idea and then you watch it and it's confusing it's, it's just... like a it's it's a little bit like one of those Cameron Crowe montages, like at the end of Vanilla Sky yeah, or the yeah. end of Aloha or the beginning of Roadies, uh, where it's like just lots of things flashing in front of your eyes yeah, for it's... 10 minutes and then you're kind of confused about what happened. Yeah, it feels like there should be like a hidden meaning that you're missing. Like, like... oh, what did, what did Bran see? Ben Simmons do in the tree like there's there's a dragon and then a backdoor layup and yeah it it feels like I need one of those you know how anytime Marvel releases a trailer 
there are people on Twitter who just screenshot every single frame of it and then are like, oh my god, spoiler alert, Thanos is in this one. I feel like I need someone to do that for NBA condensed games for me. But the real reason I brought it up is I was unable to watch game two of Warriors Spurs live. Mm-hmm. So I watched it was like I got home I got home from work around two in the morning basically. And uh I watched the condensed game of it, but whatever robot edits the condensed game uh-huh. had totally fucked up the second half. Uh-huh. So the condensed the second half of the Warriors Spurs game two of a playoff game a condensed game contained just like seven second images of like guys throwing t-shirts into the crowd <laughs> uh, there was briefly a kiss cam there were like two turnovers um, it, it was like super fucked up and it was like the funniest thing in the world like at one point it just showed a blimp flying around the stadium for like 10 seconds <laughs> and meanwhile anytime it would cut to actual broadcast even though it wasn't showing any plays that mattered if you just watch the score it like the warriors would went from up from like 8 to 24 and it was impossible to to tell what happened (laughs) in the (laughs) well we we have had josh androsky on our podcast said he would pay extra for a league pass channel that was just all the the halftime entertain the any Mm -hmm. any of the jumbo time entertainment yeah jumbotron entertainment dancers uh red panda and and it seems like he would have really enjoyed that condensed game. Like, would it? Well, that's what would be the greatest thing is like there'd be a game, you'd get the stoppage time stuff, and then they're just like, no, we got to condense it. Like these guys don't have enough time to watch all of the fan cam stuff. We got to just distill it down. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Also. Also, NBA. Here's an idea about the condensed game. Mm-hmm. Don't have uh, a, don't have a computer. Make it game. half an hour, but also make it half an hour. Yeah. Well, like, it's it's just weird. Fifteen that... minutes is way too short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to the point where it's just you're pushing it that hard, and it's like I'm not totally sure who the fifteen minute condensed game is for because it feels like you either want like, you know. The whole game, half an hour seems fine, but other than that, just cut it down to, like, three minutes. Because if you go to 15, <laughs> it's, like, it's too long and too short. And, and again, it does not seem like a human being does it, because you can just go on YouTube A human after... being does not do it. There's no fucking yeah. way. Cause, but you can, like, go on YouTube an hour after an NBA game ends, and there's, like, multiple people that are, like, Here's a nine minute and forty two second, you know, condensed version of this yeah. game, or like whatever, just staying like right under the limit. And they're so much easier to follow than a condensed game, just because like <laughs> a human being was like, yeah, I probably should cut that jarringly. Like I just scared myself when I made that edit. But yeah, like I think a half an hour, you can cut it to the flow. Where it feels like a game, but you've cut enough of the bad plays out. Yeah, and then like you... a half an hour of a forty-eight minute game feels right to me. And you just and you can just go like, you can save a lot of time at the end of games, but you can pretty much like leave it 
basically intact with the plays. The weirdest thing about the condensed games is that it seems like they just condense all the game. Like, like it doesn't seem like the computer or whatever recognizes that the end of the game is often more crucial. And so you should have, like, well, longer uh, segments of that and not, like... Well, and also, the, the biggest problem I have with it is, like, it's it's just highlights jammed together. <laughs> yeah. Where, like... You don't see whole to, I would plays. like to see... Right. I would like to see... If you're going to show me the cool play, show me the guy bringing the ball up to the cool play. Yeah. So I have some, like, time to, like digest where the score is at this point Uh like who's on the floor (laughs) like make it more like watching an actual game (laughs) i feel like this would be a great job for daniel larue who you know he probably has some free time to devote to that right but he's good at like anyway (laughs) (laughs) i just imagine him managing like the the facebook live with nate and then recording a podcast then recording a real gm Mailing some books, thanks to stamps.com, but then, like, sending detailed notes to the league office that's like, yeah, you don't even really need to worry about the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter. Like, let's just lop that off. I think he'd be really good at it. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about uh, some playoff series here. Okay. Um, let's just go one to eight. Let's just go in order. All Great. right. So, have you been watching... The Rockets versus Derrick Rose. <laughs> it's it's like it is so weird watching that series because the only thing I can think of is that I think Jimmy Butler is still really hurt. Uh, I mean, maybe, but he took he only took like six shots, right? Wasn't it some insanely low number like that? I think so. I they just don't have a chance. Like it seems, this seems so cruel. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just it just feels like they're like falling apart for some reason. I mean, the answer is they they should have fallen completely out of the playoffs. Like basically, this was a team that was basically in free fall, and the end of this narrative should have been like, and then they missed the playoffs by one game. What a wake up right. call for this young squad! But unfortunately, it was impossible to out choke the Denver Nuggets this year. <laughs> a team that lost so many like overtime games and one point games. Uh the great thing about the Nuggets is that they're like incompetent and heroic in almost the same degree. Like yeah. within two weeks of each other, they came back from twenty points down against the Celtics and lost by one. And then like yeah. a week later, they blew a 19-point lead against the Clippers. So it was like they are equally op- uh, equal opportunity. They will just barely lose. Um, yeah. So like, but how yeah, much more fun would it be? Litigated if the, the Nuggets yeah. enough. I think. Just, oh, like, it would be way more fun. Yeah. And and then uh, and then the Timberwolves could least... just like fire Thibodeau. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, okay, the Nuggets were in. At least the Warriors would be playing a team that scores a lot. Yeah. Uh. And Do you know like, what I mean? And, and the well, Spurs oh, would seem... be... <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I was just thinking, like, also not, like, weird, uh, like, fringe Eastern Conference All-Stars from 2011. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it would be, like, right, young, fresh-faced men 
not like a clinically depressed um, team. But yeah, here's a question for you, Sean. Yeah. Based on what you've seen in this series, mm-hmm. are the Wolves going to win a game? Oh, no. Oh, no. There's no way, right? I mean, well, what was weird was in game one, they they weren't like pleasant to watch and they were just kind of hanging in the game. And I guess they were just making a lot of two-pointers. And mm-hmm. uh, when Chris Paul was not very good. Oh, Chris Paul was bad in a playoff game? Yeah. What? <laughs> but um, I think it was more like kind of they did a good job of stopping everybody else but Harden. So I guess maybe their defense was fine. But like it was just it just it was such like trash basketball, like going to Derrick Rose on yeah. ISOs and stuff. And like there was just so well, much what time. about game two? How did you feel about game two? <laughs> like, game two was like they <laughs> forgot how to play basketball. Like, <laughs> like, like legitimately, if you look at the box score to that game, it is bizarre because, uh, yeah, they they were leading by five after the first quarter. They lost the second quarter by 20 points, and then they went out and scored 18 points in the third quarter. So, like, I mean, that's just terrible offense against... You know, the Rockets, they were, you know, a good defensive team. Don't get me wrong, but just, like, 82 points is pretty, you know, Jimmy Butler took six shots. Carl Anthony Towns took nine shots. At one point, he just got benched, and I thought he was hurt. But No, no he was, Tibbs was, like, mad at him. He just got benched. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I, guess um, I guess no time is a bad time for a teachable shots in moment. that game? Oh, Wiggins. Who took the most shots? In, how many shots did Wiggins 14, take? 14, which is still, like, That's almost not, not enough much. shots for him. <laughs> well, they, they, <laughs> let's see, how did this, well, the Rockets took 16 more shots than them, because uh, that's going to be just a turnover thing. Uh, the Wolves had 16 turnovers, the Rockets only had 9, uh, and the Rockets also out-rebounded them. Oh, and... Tight, tight, tight. Uh, they took the same amount of foul shots. Um, so yeah. So the... what would oh, have and James, to happen? Also in that game, by the way, James Harden shot two of eighteen, one of ten from three, yeah. and the Rockets won by twenty. <laughs> so here's my question for you, Sean: uh-huh. What would have to happen for the Wolves to win a, a game? You know, it's weird because normally you'd say like. Uh, like a like a bad injury, you know, like James Harden gets like a leg cut off. But then I look at the uh-huh. team and I'm like, well, I feel well, like I'm not Joe even John... asking a series. I'm saying a game. Oh well, I mean, like it. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm not saying even they would win the series. I'm like, James Harden could lose his leg, and I'm like, that would really hurt the Rockets. And I look at the roster and I'm like, actually, I think Joe Johnson could probably put up like 25 points against this Timberwolves team. Like, it wouldn't. <laughs> Again, Chris Paul would play, or like, you know, they just play Eric Gordon a few more minutes, or like, it just seems like the Wolves don't know what they're doing. I mean, they're probably like, they're they're probably all extremely tired, especially the guys who have been under this coach for more especially than one year. Jamal Crawford. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jim, Jimmy Butler's coming back from knee surgery, and he has an injured wrist now. Is that what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, think so. But sounds it, right to me. It just also feels like uh, the coach hates this team. <laughs> I mean, like, 
I just don't understand the towns thing at all. Uh, no. Because, like... I don't know what he's... The way... The way they got into the playoffs, not to bring up the Nuggets again, uh-huh. was Towns was awesome in that game. <laughs> yeah, he's often awesome. And he has really been terrible in these first two games. On both ends of the floor, he is not getting it done. Uh... I still think you just got to force feed him. Like, run a pick and roll with him every single time. Like, <laughs> when do it's really, I, I just don't get it. Like, all he does <laughs> is run to the corner and then watch guys dribble. Yeah. And it's That's like... all he's done, both on defense and offense. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you, if you watch the game and you had not known who Carl Anthony Towns was before that... You'd just you'd kind of be like, oh, this is like, I guess this guy's pretty tall, but he's a little too timid to play in the NBA. You know, like I'm not really sure what works to the table. I guess you'd he's... be like, oh, Gorgie 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 Jang's their star, right? Yeah, that's their star center, Gorgie right. Jang, because <laughs> he's taking the like a shit ton amount of shots for some reason. I mean, clear, clearly that that veteran Derrick Rose is uh, just a, a former champion taking another lap because otherwise why would he get so much playing time he can barely yeah the the other thing about the Timberwolves is um it seems like they maybe maybe the team had decided that they could hurt the Rockets by slowing it down and then yeah instead of the pace of the game they were like no all of our movements and our heart rates (laughs) and our passing (laughs) like they but also like (laughs) But also, that's crazy because the Rockets play slow. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> like the, the Wolves should be running. Actually, <laughs> well, and it it also feels like yeah. I mean, we'll get to this in a second, but you know who like physically the the the, the Timberwolves kind of resemble the New Orleans Pelicans. Who like <laughs> like just just. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great when when all these really talented athletic guys with uh, you know somewhat questionable shots in some cases like they just run a lot and things open up and yeah uh, they they're driving me crazy and also it seems like it does seem like they must have some kind of specific coaching strategy because they're it's not like uh like these dudes are running plays it's not like they're going yeah. out there and just like not noticing towns or something so it feels like they have a strategy where it's like this is how we can beat the rockets but i'm just wondering if that like presupposes a reality where that game happens in like 2009 you know like, <laughs> like just <laughs> he's like this is what the celtics would have right, done let's... to shut down these guys we you know? We've talked about this shitty series no, way so too much Sorry, the... so let's talk about out. another shitty series yeah uh, the Warriors versus the Spurs. I uh, they're up three. The Warriors are up three games to none. Just like that's such a, especially tonight's game felt like nobody wanted to be there. It really did. No, it wasn't. You know, yeah. like the guys still played hard and stuff, but it was just like 
back in San Antonio, everybody felt terrible. It's like, and it's also, it just feels like this isn't even a real series because Kawhi's not playing. So it's like, yeah, the Spurs, you know, like the Spurs I, are also... a playoff team. It's too bad. Like, it would have been more interesting if they were playing like San Antonio, if they were playing like Portland. But also then like Houston. Oh, that would have been cool. Because at least Houston, like, yeah, yeah. At least Houston, it's like a more of a yeah. styles make fights kind of thing. Um, and, you know, like, but yeah, Houston like... should get to play him again after last year. And anyway, it just. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah. it just seems like. Well, also the team just seems don't... like a. This is the worst way for the Spurs to like disintegrate. It feels yeah. like I, like I just don't want to see this. Yeah, it bums uh, me out. I would say that maybe um, it makes me feel slightly differently about the Kawhi situation. I would say um, I don't. I don't know how that. so. Just like um, I feel like Popovich's reactions which i also don't think have been untoward or whatever um i think the context of like his wife being sick and everyone clearly knowing that i think makes it gives like an extra layer to like Kawhi disappearing and stuff i mean and again I just maybe think, i don't want to paint that I'm, over i who knows i just I mean i just mean it i felt like it was a little bit of a example of i think uh just people you know you only get people's public comments and the nba is so much like instagram comments and stuff but like often there are uh just other stuff that kind of makes it like i feel like it's hard to read as much into popovich's comments it's not so much i'm not i'm not saying that Kawhi did anything wrong but just like you know it, well, I mean, I'm going to go out of my way. Like, aside from that, I think Kawhi is doing something wrong. Oh, like, just not being there. I'm yeah. so much more, you know, and I'm a guy who who sides with the player 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, at least, look, it's one thing if he doesn't feel comfortable playing. I understand that. But the not being with the team part is the egregious thing to me. And also that story that came out yesterday about how, like, part of what the Spurs are upset about is he doesn't respond to their texts and calls. Like, they'll, like, message him and he won't answer back for two weeks. Yeah, see, that's just, like, that's shitty behavior. And... Yeah. I mean, are they not... Were the, were the Spurs... I'm I'm wondering if, like... Did this stem somehow from the Spurs saying they weren't going to supermax him? I don't know. I don't know. It it just seems like... Here's the other thing. Like, I'm usually... I understand things are... It's different. Like, there's ways that you have leverage when you're a, a pro athlete. But the Spurs are paying Kawhi Leonard $19 million. And I do... I feel... I somewhat feel like this with... I mean, it was different with Steve Nash on the Lakers because he was kind of not really ever really on that team. But, like, <laughs> you can't come to the playoff games and just sit in a suit because right. he's also making everyone else answer questions about him all the time. 
and yes. then not communicating. So it's like, yeah, he's he's like a terrible like, coworker who can't be fired. Can you imagine what would happen if this were LeBron James? Right. <laughs> I think the internet would explode. And it's just like because like Kawhi... Colin Cowherd would. <laughs> Colin Cowherd would like commit seppuku on air. Yeah, it's uh, just... on like hour five of that nine-hour radio show he has. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, and I, I, I sometimes think that when Kawhi is like so boring, he kind of just presents a blank slate for people who are like. You can kind of project whatever you want oh. for him. But, yeah. but his year, even that commercial he came out with where he was, like, pretending to be interesting, that really yeah. didn't land either. If if Kawhi's people are listening, that did not work. People were not like, oh, he is pretty cool. He, yeah. <laughs> he definitely communicates verbally on occasion, right? Because even in that commercial, I don't think he really talks. No. Anyway, he he should come back without cornrows. Oh, I'll tell you that much. Whenever we next see him in the NBA, he better not have cornrows. Yeah, if he's reinventing himself. Because I want to start an end like an Andrew WK style uh, uh, conspiracy theory where they switched Kawhis. Oh, that's good. Like there yeah. was a good Kawhi, and then at some point they switched him out, and now mm. he's a bad Kawhi. And that's why the, that's why they <laughs> had to take that time to train the clone. <laughs> um, what if that's what the Spurs were doing, and and like oh, every like, year uh, there's going to be this Ginobili like, oh, I don't know, I might come back for one more year, and actually, it turns out that right now we're on like the fourth generation Manu. It's like the prestige. Yeah, 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 exactly. But with clones. I'm saying they're clones, not twins, but... No, they were clones in the prestige. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I was thinking of the other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, spoiler alert for the prestige, everybody. Yeah, Sorry. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't... Do you think the Spurs are going to win a game? No, no. In this series? Well, uh... I, I, I know that. Uh, so Steph Curry's rehab is there. They're saying he will be available uh, either for Game One of the second round if either the Pelicans series or the Warriors series goes five. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I kind of th- I d- I just don't think the Warriors would lose on purpose to do that. Even though I joked about it. Because it's like, hey, um, extra home game, that's probably worth a shit ton of money. But uh, I, I, I think they will try to win game four, and I don't think the Spurs will win. But maybe. I mean, it's like, yeah. What do you think? I think they're getting this next one at home. Uh, and I think it will be off of a wave of emotion where Popovich coaches. Oh, I could say that too. Because the game is Saturday? Yeah. No, Sunday. Sunday. Oh, then I think he'll probably coach if it's on Sunday. Um, uh, I mean, just, and just again, to... I said, I. Yeah, I could definitely see them winning then. Um, yeah, man, it just feels like I don't know. I mean, the Warriors are pretty focused, but 
given that they have somewhat of a disincentive to win when you have the combination of this being like pop coming back but also like almost certainly uh Manu's last game probably Tony Parker's last game in San Antonio like there's a lot of guys who uh might not be coming back too and so yeah i could see it just being i don't know i mean um, especially with the Kawhi be... situation it might be Rudy Gay's last game <laughs> and as a Spurs. As, as an NBA player. <laughs> he was pretty good tonight, actually. He no, was the I one Spur was pretty he's, good. He's, um. he's, it's it's too bad um that they're like their bench lineup with Rudy Gay is really fun when it's the old dudes. Um Rudy Gay's kind of a cool spur, I gotta say. I didn't think that would be the case, yeah, but he, it's too bad he wasn't a Spur like five right. years ago when Jesus. he was in his prime. Yeah, if he was on the Spurs in like 2011 instead, that would have been so. Tight. Like if he went to if he went to the Spurs instead of the Kings. Yeah. Uh, well, another... he probably would be Kawhi Leonard. Um, all right. Yeah, well, like, well, we'll get we'll get to this later, but I want to just. Uh, I feel like Marco Bellinelli is the perfect example of a guy that just always should have been a spur and then once he was a spur it was like yes this all this makes sense now well no because he marco bellinelli had stints where he was good yeah but pre-spurs too he was pre he was okay in toronto but he was really good in chicago under tibbs actually oh actually that was if you remember right, right he was actually great yeah um but he's like he is like a spur because he's kind of like less crazy less good italian manu where he takes oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. crazy shots and you totally. just kind of have to like let it happen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um because if you try and stifle it you stifle it's like putting a like a glass over a, a flame yeah um, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't um, risk slowing down the inherent manuness that's yeah, you like... can't you, you you can't Don Nelson Marco. Right. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh but the other thing you can't do is be the Warriors crowd, which is scream shoot it shoot. every time he touches the because ball. Of All right, summer anyway. <laughs> because of something, by the way. <laughs> Warriors fans were so thirsty and desperate at that point, like anyway. I mean, still thirsty and desperate, just in different ways, really. You can't change who you are. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about the craziest series of the playoffs, I think. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans are up 3 nothing over the Portland Trailblazers, and Damian Lillard looks bad. I mean, the first two games, it's... Because going into this game, I was like, I think the Pelicans are probably going to win. But the first two games were, you know, I was I was both surprised that the Pelicans were doing this well. But also the games were, like, pretty close. And then tonight they just, they killed them. It was just, I mean, even watching a condensed version of the game. There was a, there was a point when I was watching the highlights of the game where I had to go back and make sure that there wasn't like a glitch because Anthony Davis had dunked so hard 
exactly yeah. the same way, like 40 seconds apart from each other. <laughs> he just kept like, I think they were trying to front him at, at certain points. And that it was would, crazy. And that would happen. And he would just take off for the rim and Drew Holiday would would throw him a lob. And it yeah, it's like how many alley-oops did Anthony Davis have in the first half? Like four. It five? seemed like 10 million. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Portland is so fucked too, because like this is their team. I mean, there's like no, no way out here. If if I were this sounds like sacrilege. If I were Portland, um, I would see if I could. Uh, Nurkic is a restricted free agent. Mm-hmm. Can you work a trade with somebody in that situation? You can, right? I th- I think so. That's I think I signing trades are allowed again. I, I think. I like... mean, I, I think it has to be more drastic than that, though. Oh yeah, I, I just think mean... they have to trade CJ. Oh really? Well, do you think? I mean, yeah, they were or really I mean, good this year. or Dame, is but this... I don't think they can trade Dame. But is this okay? So, but the, I guess the question is: so the Blazers were the three seed this year, probably. You know, in like, I would say this is like a four-five type team, and we happen to be, sure. you know, like, I mean, just watching these games, it seems like the Pelicans are way better than them. Like, like it does not feel like a fluke result at all. Um, right. But so, so the question I have is like, I think also people were maybe really underrating New Orleans, and it's not so much that. It just it feels sure. like this, I just mean this, this is what the fourth year of this right. with them. Well, I mean with they, the same core. I mean, the, like they're they clearly cap out as maybe a second round team if they get lucky. Well, they've lost eleven playoff games in a row right now. I think so. Yeah, I mean a lot of those were to the Warriors, but uh, you know at a certain point like you would like to win one single playoff game, you know? Like, and... like with the Turner and Harkless and Aminu contract. I mean, the Aminu contract's good, but he's going to go. descending, soon. yeah. Uh... Uh, like, just contract-wise, like, their only hope, it seems like, is Zach Collins, who yeah. I feel like actually has been maybe their second or third best player in this series. I mean, I guess he can't really play defense though. I mean, like nobody can really guard Anthony Davis. I think though, I think um watching this series at least, you know, I've watched the Blazers a decent amount of time and I think that a somebody like Nurkic is much more useful in the regular season where teams kind of play more yeah. conventional lineups. They don't really go that extremely <sighs> slow, but like I mean, he's getting torched in this series. Corbin Smith is going to be so mad at us know, for this conversation. But it's it he did say <laughs> tonight it has been a tough series for hashtag Nurk Nation. So um <laughs> but also I mean they they have Zach Collins. Zach Collins is a center. Um you know Nurkic is still pretty In young, fact, hold but, on. Yeah. Before we go, uh Corbin, if you would like to rebut anything we're yeah. saying here, Please call our Google Voice line yeah, and leave Google us a message. Line. We'll play it on our last. We'll play it on our next episode, mm-hmm. uh, and the robot will insert the number here.
three, two, three, six, eight, two, zero, three, four, two. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it just seems like. And and again, I do think the Pelicans are actually really good, and like Miritich was such a perfect compliment to Anthony Davis. Like, he's just like big enough that he can, like, it's not a big deal if he has to guard the center a lot, and mm-hmm. it's like he's so good in this super running offense. Like, just getting him. Here's a question: getting him out of out of Chicago basically has just unlocked <laughs> Here's a this qu- beautiful man. <laughs> Here's a question about the Pelicans. Yeah. What do you do with Boogie now? Oh, you you just have to give him a max, I think. Right, but like uh well, I, I mean I think the Boogie thing... Boogie Miritich and Davis can all play together, can they? Um I think you could play Boogie and Miritich together though. I mean, I just Right, I just but think Miritich when... is what their fourth best player? Yeah. It's just weird no, I mean, not where your closing lineup <laughs> won't include the fourth best player on your roster. Well, it's also weird that Boogie's out and you and I are like, yeah, I'm kind of worried about the Pelicans. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, suddenly they're really terrifying. I think part of it is he's such a good fit and um, they're actually just really, really running this year. I think they ran more than anyone else in the league this year. And it's so awesome. Well, and... Uh, it turns out Drew Holiday, who I've always loved. Yeah. You can attest to this. I, I've been a major been, Drew fan. You were on the ground floor. I liked him a lot in college, and I thought he was underdrafted. I mean, um, I have no proof of this out, at all. <laughs> he's actually a better shooting guard than he is a point guard, and he's a good point guard. But he's what, like... The fourth best shooting guard in the league That's now. That's the craziest thing because remember when he was a free agent and and you'd you'd hear people being like these twenty point guards are better than Holiday and obviously a lot of those were arguable but yeah who's like who are the better two guards than him? He's definitely better than CJ McCollum. Like. That's not I would say close, that one is right? close. No I mean, way. That, I would say that one's pretty close. <laughs> Drew's like um, an all defense player, and CJ McCollum is CJ right. McCollum. But CJ's CJ's CJ offense a it's been bad shooter. this series. But CJ's is a great yeah. offensive player. And but and I also you you know me. I've always said this is that I think CJ McCollum is the a point guard, guard mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> Uh, not the Blazers point guard, but a point guard somewhere. Wait, so do you think CJ McCollum and Drew Holiday should Freaky Friday each other? I think they should play together. Uh, I think that would be tight. I think they should sign and trade Boogie to uh, Portland for CJ McCollum. Oh, that would be... So they don't sign Rajon Rondo to a disastrous oh, contract shit. this summer. <laughs> Boogie in Portland. I kind of love that. Like, let Nurt go. You got Boogie and Dame. Like he would be like the new Zach Randolph in every way. <laughs> like, um, like endearing, awesome, lazy, really into. And, and I don't know. I don't. I don't want to cast dispersions on Demarcus Cousins' personal life, but I think you'd get a lot a of the thing, same ups and the same downs. There's a thing at play with this series uh-huh. that I think we need to talk about. Yeah, and it's clearly the Bill Simmons curse. Oh. Uh. 
because Bill Simmons spent all last summer talking shit about Drew Holiday. He did. There were a lot saying of saying like, he wasn't a top twenty point guard, and that he shouldn't max him out, even though the Pelicans absolutely should have maxed him out and did. Yeah. Uh, and then he spent the last two months talking up the Blazers and saying he thought they could make the finals. Oh uh, yeah, that'll do it. Um, <laughs> let me let me tell you. So this. I thought as the... the Patriots crumble, so does Bill Simmons' uh, yeah. <laughs> predictions. <laughs> I uh, I definitely thought that uh, Portland would win this series, but at no point did I think they were going to the finals. Like, just... I mean, they didn't think they were going to the finals. Uh, anyway, yeah. But, but yeah, I guess if I was going forward with Portland, I would just... Like, Nurkic has been unplayable in this series, and mm-hmm. I don't really think he can play against the Warriors that much. I mean, they, no, they he do can't. play... Tradi- yeah, like... Because Aminu has been guarding centers down their really effective stretch run. So, like, you'd rather have Zach Collins, I think. And you already have Zach Collins, and you trade a bunch of stuff for Zach Collins. It just <laughs> hey, that like... turned out like a good trade. We made we made fun of that trade, but the guys they gave up, I would much rather have Zach Collins than <laughs> either of the two guys they gave up. <laughs> Was it Justin Jackson and Harry Giles, ultimately? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Giles, who I was sitting in like a, he's like in a, uh, he's in whatever like frozen orb uh, the Winter Soldier is in Wakanda trying to fix his body and deprogram. What that, what am I talking about? (laughs) Anyway, um, Uh, uh, that's that series. But yeah. And again, Corbin or or anyone, if you want to rebut anything we've said, uh, please call our number. We we Uh, like yeah. We we only want to hear from members of Nurk Nation, though. Uh, No. (laughs) The thing that also made me think about was, um, I feel like people are still kind of bad at evaluating defense on an individual level. Like people are really confident about certain things, and sometimes they maybe turn out to be not true and sometimes that's like cat i'm thinking of um jay crowder what are you speaking about specifically i'm thinking about jay crowder because when he was in boston (sighs) you just heard so much about like how great he was defensively and how effective he was and he was like the greatest value in the league and then he left boston and he was super super shitty with cleveland and then not really very good with the Jazz. Like, clearly inferior. Well, should we talk about that series then? I guess we should just get into that series. Sorry. I wanted to say something (laughs) nice about Aminu in that respect. Oh, Aminu's great. Aminu's great. Yeah. But Uh, but that Aminu, like, for a couple years has been what people say Jay Crowder is. And he's way better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the yeah, Clippers should have just kept Aminu, probably. Um, <laughs> well, you know, what if he was still what in they the got Pelicans? for him, but <laughs> <laughs> they got Chris Paul for him. Oh, was he? Oh, he was yeah. in the Chris Paul trade. Never yeah. mind then. I forgot. But imagine, um... <laughs> imagine if New Orleans like somehow had. I mean, all these guys got hurt, but like, if their lineup was like Holiday, Gordon, Aminu, Davis, like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That team would be insanely terrifying. Oh, and Rondo. Rondo, obviously, is the fifth guy. 
I guess I have. Do I have to apologize to Playoff Rondo? Didn't I call him a myth on Take It or Break It? <laughs> oh, did you? Well, look, man. I, I mean, think so man. I, I hate think... Rajon Rondo, but he's been he's been really fun. <laughs> but boy, like... do I not want to be the fan a fan of the Pelicans when they when he tricks them into signing a big deal this summer. I wish. I think if I could make like a TV show, a reality show just happen, I would make a reality show where Kyrie Irving and Rajon Rondo were forced to share a two bedroom apartment with one bathroom for the summer. <laughs> what would you call that? Um, connect two. That's pretty good. Um, um I mean. <laughs> I, I was going to bring up Terry Rozier for a second, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, your 4-5 matchup. This is a playoff series that people have really enjoyed, uh, and I think it's been pretty good. Um, your Oklahoma City Thunder versus your Utah Jazz, Sean. Yeah. Uh, do you want to continue your hot Jay Crowder take? Yeah, the hot Jay Crowder take is that, like, I think. He sucks. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I didn't even mean this to be denouncing Jay Crowder as much, even though it's pretty much just been denouncing Jay Crowder. But, um, you know, Jay Crowder left and Kyrie Irving joined the team and Boston remained mm-hmm. number one in defense. So at that point, it's like, yeah. hmm, maybe he was not that important a cog. And I think. I'm not, I'm not even knocking people that praised him, except that it's just like, it's sort of hard to tell. And, like, uh,. That makes me think of Aminu and Nurkic because I think, you know, Nurkic is occasionally pretty solid defensively. I think the main reason for he's them He's just become... big. I think he's bad at defense, but he's just big. Yeah. And I think... And like... Yeah, I would just say that the the main reason behind Portland having a good defense is Aminu being awesome. And Ed Davis is pretty good, too, I would say. Um, To get back to Jake Crowder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Utah fans don't torch us both, just torch Sean. Yeah. Because I have a sneaking suspicion Jay Crowder is going to be really good next year. Once he gets a full year where he doesn't have to move twice and no yeah. family members die, and, and he gets a full year where uh, uh, Quinn Snyder teaches him the, like, you know, just the tenets of the utah the weird utah yeah. jazz offense yeah and actually, i bet that's, he'll be really good next year to be to be fair they did they uh trading rodney hood for jay crowder seems like a super awesome move right now especially a restricted free i would agent. much rather have jay crowder than rodney hood especially restricted <laughs> free agent rodney hood and you have jay crowder for two more years i mean come on man i just think he may have been somewhat overrated i don't think he i don't think he sucks he just sucked in cleveland uh, yeah, he was terrible in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, but I think he hated LeBron James. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> this series has been uh, pretty great. Uh, yeah. Playoff P did it two games in a row, which was shocking. I sort of expected him to shoot like one for 14 in game two. Yeah, what uh, did, but he was what pretty did... good. But we should talk about the real star of that game. Uh-huh. Donovan Mitchell, baby. Uh, uh he is very exciting. Still not the rookie of the year, but very, very good. 
you know, he... I loved watching Donovan Mitchell play basketball. It was pretty great. Well, wait, Paul George was okay in game two. He did... I mean, he still hit threes. Yeah, he wasn't... He shot 28%. Like, he was uh, 6 of 21. <laughs> Well, I mean, none of the thunder, right none right of the thunder <laughs> shot well. I guess. Like Pat Patterson um, was not good. I really thought bad. he was going to help that team so much. Again, see, I thought he was a well, good he individual came back defender. That... And is he still hurt? He, he, again, he came back from a knee. He signed like he had a weird knee surgery and came back like he'll be fine too. Um, <laughs> but. Sean, who you got in this series? What do you think's gonna happen? God, so I had I have Thunder and Seven. Um I mean I have I find that Utah Jazz very difficult to evaluate. Some of our listeners would probably agree with that. Um I didn't expect Derek Favors to be really good because I wasn't completely sure he existed at all. Yeah, I mean, he's he doesn't. Oh, okay. So he's just, uh He's a twelve-sided die roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, like <laughs> you, you roll the dice, and then like if you get a number higher than twelve, uh, <laughs> he gets a double double. But uh-huh. if it's a number lower than twelve, he so, gets uh, six and five. So Quinn's just got some hot dice right now, is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> um... The one thing I did think about this series, um, and you and I talked about this a little bit, is um, Ricky Rubio scoring points. Yeah. It really hurts the other team. Because... The Minnesota Timberwolves fans. <laughs> yeah, well, that also hurts <laughs> um, Because they have to watch Derrick Rose. Oh, God. Jack up shots while God, their, their heroes, the boy they love the most... And I have uh, to, I have to say, winning to, playoff games. Not to dwell on that series again, but but um, I really do not enjoy watching Jeff Teague in the playoffs. Like, like it doesn't <laughs> matter what team he's on. I, I'm really out on that. Um, Would you rather watch Marcus Teague in the playoffs? I, I mean, I, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> God, who signed did the Grizzlies? Sign him at the end of the year to tank? I think they did. <laughs> Somebody did. Um, God. Um, but anyway, yeah. we're dodging the question. Sorry, Sean. What's gonna happen? Uh, I, think I still think the Thunder are Utah pull. again. What's that? I think we're getting seven games. Yeah, I think. I, I think. think the... I uh, expect Utah to go up two-one. But then we'll lose mm-hmm. and go back to Oklahoma so City the winner, tied two two. The winner of Game Five wins the series. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I kind of don't think either team will win a six or a seven on the road. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I expect them to split. Like a couple of things will happen. Like I just don't think that Thunder will shoot quite as badly as they did. They're going to have to maybe do some different things. Also, Steven Adams was in foul trouble, and that's, like, weirdly well, where they have zero depth. 
I we still haven't gotten the uh, Russell Westbrook game yet. That's why mm-hmm. I'm saying mm-hmm. that. Uh, right. I mean, granted, he's just been putting his shoulder down and running into Rudy Gobert, which yeah. is insanity. That hasn't been a great. Game for him. <laughs> he's like uh, the guy pushing the boulder up the hill in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, Sisyphus. Sisyphus. Yeah. I don't know why I forgot that guy's name. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I expect we're going to get, like, a a game where Russell Westbrook scores, like, 39 points on, mm-hmm. like, 11 for 15 shooting with, yeah. like, 10 free throws. Um, I think I think that'll happen. Um, Ricky Rubio will probably not go 5 of 8 from 3 again. Oh, I bet he'll do it again. I bet he's going to do it tomorrow. (laughs) He's going to be really open all the time. And if he scores 20 points, uh, the Jazz are going to win. If he scores like 15 points, it's like he outscored Westbrook in game two, which is crazy. And I kind of think if he's within 10 of Westbrook, that's really bad for the Thunder. Here's how I think the Jazz can win this game. Uh Ricky Rubio says at tip-off to Russell Westbrook, uh, Russell, Russell, change your face. Be happy. <gasps> uh-huh. And then Russell Westbrook will just punch him right in his stupid yeah. fucking face. <laughs> I gotta say this, like, do you feel like this is kind of a dark timeline Rubio that we have right now? With no. His, with his long hair he's and still his joyful. Yeah, he's still joyful. No, he, it's just a new look. His... No, this is like his second wave. He's the, this is one like when Jake Gyllenhaal had long hair and a beard. Oh, it's like time for Ricky to find his place yeah. in the world. Okay, and just like Jake Gyllenhaal found his place playing fucking psychopaths creeps, and only like, psychopaths. Super creeps. It's like great. Like, uh, I gotta <laughs> say that is somebody I did not expect to just love. Oh, Donnie Darko? You Donnie didn't expect Dar- to love yeah, the Donnie guy who played Darko, Donnie Bubble Darko? Boy. Yeah, me and Bubble Boy. <laughs> had some, I had some doubts about the Prince of Persia's future. But no more. Um, <laughs> yeah, once right. once he realized he looks like a psycho who just happens to be... Yeah, anyway. Um, well, he is a psycho. I have a... <laughs> look, I have that's a the real that's He's the real hiding thing. some real darkness inside of him. I mean, he's hiding something. Yeah. I'll say that. And that is what most comes out. Mm-hmm. It's why he can't play like a normal person. <laughs> if you've ever seen like Love and Other Drugs, um, his character makes no sense unless he's secretly like a cokehead. Yeah, and like like he's hiding it from even the cameras documenting his story. But anyway, <laughs> back to the jazz versus the yeah. That takes uh, us back Thunder. to cokeheads like Quinsiner. I'm sorry, that's not. Fair. Um, I should probably. Uh, eat some crow here a little bit. Mm-hmm. I said I thought Donovan Mitchell was gonna uh, have a hard time in the playoffs because rookies always do. Turns out I was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell is just real good. Yeah, great shot making. Um, I'm excited. I'm I'm really um. I keep catching portions of this game, these games, and then recaps and. The, the games are like really fun to watch. These are, I really enjoy watching these two teams. Is this your favorite series? Uh, no, I I really have had a soft spot for um, Heat Sixers actually. 
Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, in but a no, I'm I'm very excited. Like I like this objectively so much. I just haven't, you know, I've, I've been working a few times during these games. That's all. Yeah. Um. All right. Am I forgetting any West series? Nah, that's, or we're through we, the West. That's it, right? Yeah. All right. So let's go to the East. Three series uh, happening tomorrow night too. Or tonight, your when number you're one, to this. your your number one seed, Toronto versus the Washington Wizards, uh, and all I've got to say about this series is, they were who they thought they we were <laughs> they were, <laughs> because the Wizards are really wizarding it up. I would say um, like, again, um, no one else was even close in the East, and it's just it's kind of too bad that. Um, I mean, it, it sounds so weird to say this. It's too bad that Reggie Jackson got so injured this year because, again, this would be a series that would be so much more fun if it was, like, a team that felt good about being in the playoffs and excited and had hope in their hearts. And, like, it'd be mm-hmm. kind of fun to see, like, Andre Drummond, like, maybe Blake can take over a game. And instead it's this, like just dysfunctional family of snotty children. <laughs> it just feels like... It mm-hmm. just feels so unpleasant. And, like, they don't want to be there. They're, like, this is, like, another team that's, like, embarrassed to be the eighth seed. Like, the narrative of their story should have left them out of the playoffs this season. And instead, they, like, in spite themselves, have dragged this squabbling family in front of a national television audience. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Uh, but also, um... I would say, what I, everything, and like, you watch it, and it's like, wow, the... The, the the Raptors are so precise. They're running everything. Everybody's contributing. And then at some point in each of these games, it's like, wait, Washington's only down by two points. <laughs> like it's, keep, it keeps happening that there are just moments of where the Raptors like feel like they're almost about to blow the game. And maybe I'm just hypersensitive about that because it's the Raptors. I Well... The funny thing is, is it also goes both ways, though, too, because after the Raptors <laughs> won game one, all they did was win game one uh-huh. against a real like a team that is like a 59 really win having team. emotional yeah. problems. Which... <laughs> uh, everyone was like they won game one. It's a wrap. The Raptors have the East. <laughs> oh, right, right. Didn't Zach Lowe say that ESPN was emailing everybody, being like, make sure your passport's up to date. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're going to Jurassic Park. And you think, like... I mean, every <laughs> could writer... could be facing I, LeBron every... in a week. <laughs> every writer I've heard is rooting so hard to go to Toronto for the finals. I just feel like it can't happen as much as I, look, I made the prediction that Toronto (laughs) would make the finals on take it or break it because Uh I wanted to have some hot takes, but I just, whenever sports writers writers want something so Mm -hmm. bad, it never happens. Well, it's like, it feels like the Cubs (laughs) won the world series one year after it, like, like like all the writers were like it's gonna happen, and then when they did yeah. it, so like it was like a like they got a Roldis Chapman mid season, and again it's not it's not really tainted, but like it would have been so pure in 2015 the Chapman free title, right? <laughs> uh, 
but anyway, uh, uh, the the Raptors do seem the. Although I I would say my qualifier to things getting close is that Dwayne Casey is intentionally playing like twelve guys. I think they might have played thirteen guys in game two, and some of he it played is the like, G League MVP. Yeah. Yeah, the G League MVP, who I think they signed for next year, uh, Lorenzo Brown. Yeah, he's I think. good. Yeah. He seems good. He seems like, he a, seem good. like no, a decent prospect. Well, but it's, and it's I just guess... weird you're playing him in the fourth quarter yeah. of the playoff game. <laughs> yeah, when it was not like out of hand necessarily. But I guess no, he came in and it got close, but he let they left him in. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's because uh, Van Drake Vee was hurt. Is that the reason? I mean, he played. It's just, I would say the Raptors are. I mean, Van that... Vliet is hurt, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he played like a minute in that game or something. I think that was the reason why. But it's, it just feels like. Another thing I would say is I really enjoy watching the Raptors, but because I don't watch them quite regularly enough, they're much more confusing to watch, particularly in this series because they're playing so many guys in so many weird combinations, like trying things out that you just like, it's, it's a like little some bit of real Steve Kerr shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it really is. <laughs> Where at some point it's like, uh, I do understand that basically any of the top 11 or 12 guys could theoretically play in a playoff game, but then yeah, it's just, it's just a lot of guys. It's a lot of guys. Yeah. Uh, the weirdest thing, my weirdest experience with the Raptors is they're the only basketball team I've ever enjoyed watching that I hate their three best players. <laughs> you like, hate I Val- do Val- not enjoy... It, would you say Ibaka? Yes, I hate watching Valanchu- Valanchunas. Oh, I also hate Ibaka! Yeah. So I hate their four best <laughs> players. Uh... I mean, I don't hate them. I just don't enjoy watching mm-hmm. those four guys. Mm-hmm. But I love watching everybody else on the team so much. Yeah. Uh, I um, kind of have I've started getting into Valence Yunus. I kind of liked his crazy performance against the Cavs, where like there was a game where I mean, obviously the Cavs were destroying them again, but there was like a a game where Valence Yunus was just like these guys aren't aren't gonna do it, and he scored like twenty two points at the first end. some some large percentage of the score. Well, that's what happens in every Raptors game. Every Raptors game, Jonas Valanciunas has like twelve points in the first quarter, uh-huh. and then ends the game with sixteen points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I just like that he he does seem like like a real tough guy. I would say he's he seems like very unafraid and seems like a good. I just sure. I like pretty much the whole team, but uh, uh, and I'm I'm more of a. I was very happy that Demar put up some big numbers in game two. I just want him to not have the worst shooting percentage in NBA playoff history since the beginning of the league. Yeah. Is that so much to ask for him to be third worst instead? <laughs> but yeah, um, I'd, I'd like right. to see, I'd like to see him uh, pad those stats to in these next few games. I still think the wizards have a very good chance of winning like, a home game though. That's what I was going to ask so crazy. you. Like, Are the wizards going to win a game in this series? Yeah. Cause I think, I think Bradley Beal is just going to have a good game and that could be. See, I'm going with no. 
Oh, you just say no. Uh, I think they're getting swept. This I think team, the, the, like they're, the, they have. If they're going to win a game, it'll be game three. Yeah, but like this they could isn't lose a game four by like sixty points. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> game four down three nothing. Like, is there a chance that the either John Wall or Bradley Beal like a... don't show? Like a no call, no show. Yes, <laughs> they, they just really feel like a team of like they're not going to fight with their backs against the wall, except each other. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, here's – I could really see, like, some uh, uh, Amari Stoudemire Knicks shit happening here in like, Game like, 3. Oh, punching a fire extinguisher case? Yeah, yeah, where, like, John Wall gets three quick fouls and then walking into the tunnel at halftime, punches a wall and oh. breaks his hand. So, yeah, I wonder if That, you... to me, is more is – more... Uh, likely to happen than them winning a game. Isn't isn't, Gort, isn't Gortat's contract up? I think they have another year. Oh, okay. I thought his contract was. I think. I the think there's odds, an option on it. I think the odds of Gortat um, getting ejected from one of these home games should be very high. <laughs> Just like hitting uh, I somebody. I also would say Kelly Oubre. <laughs> Uh, Kelly Oubre is definitely probably going to get ejected in one of these games God. for punching Drake. What if okay, okay, that so would be amazing? Kelly fought Kelly last uh-huh. year. Yeah. Uh, what and like Kelly Oubre just like ran as fast as he could into Kelly Olenek. <laughs> what if he did that to Drake? To Drake? Would that be the greatest moment in playoff history? It would be the greatest history it, moment in the history of the Washington Wizards, I would say, at least for sure. <laughs> also, somebody should do that. Drake should not be allowed to pace the sidelines like a coach. Like, but it like was even, so... The... Like, what happens if a player Drake runs into... Bomb. That was the only cool yeah. thing that Drake's done in, like, a really long oh. time. <laughs> well, the other thing that's fun is... Um, so, because... I noticed this on Twitter when I was watching clip after clip of Drake calling Calibre a bum. Um, (laughs) Because of DJ Bruno Caboclo and uh, Bebe, the the Raptors have a big Brazilian fan base. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there were all these tweets giving um, the Portuguese translation to what Drake said. And they were all just like, uh, see that Drake, blah, 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 Kelly Oubre, uh, un, un vagabundo. So, if you want to call someone a bum in Brazil, call him a vagabundo. Um, all right, we've talked too much about this series yeah. that is going to be a sweep. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a sweep. The... What am I saying? <laughs> falling apart. Let's get to this next weirdo series. Uh, LeBron James. Oh, I think Nurkic uh, should go to the Wizards, to. by the way. I think that would be great. <laughs> uh, LeBron James has to score 40 <laughs> points to win by four against the Indiana Pacers. Oh, and the other uh, team's coach needs to unnecessarily bench his best player. <laughs> because he's just scared of fouls. fouls. Yeah. <laughs> like if Victor Oladipo plays 35 uh, minutes in that game even with that insane LeBron game I think they'd probably lose yeah uh, what's gonna happen Sean I still like 
in my head can't believe that LeBron would ever lose in the first round. But at the same time, watching those games, it's like, okay, so Oladipo got into foul trouble really early. The Pacers get surprised by a lineup that had Kyle Korver and Jared Smith in it, along with George Hill. <laughs> and then, you know, the, what did the Cavs start the game off with? Like a 13 nothing run, 15 nothing run? They were up so much. And then they won the game. I was so by... confused because yeah. I was working. Yeah. I was so confused how the game got so close. Um, well, yeah, because it's... Because well, Oladipo played 28 minutes. He should have played, like, seven more minutes. Um, Anyway, they won that game by three. LeBron shot 17 of 24, 10 of 13 from three. He had some three-pointers. He had 12 rebounds. He only had three turnovers, even though he had his ball, the ball in his hand. <laughs> like, seemingly the entire game. Um, And they won by three. Like, like Victor Oladipo missed a wide-open three that would have tied the game with I don't know, like a minute to go? I don't know how much time was left. But, um, I mean, to their credit, they got Jeff Green out of the starting lineup, and he was still negative seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand why they're <laughs> playing Jose Calderon. Like, they love him. I just. The, all <laughs> their best lineups have Jose Calderon in it. But, like, if you look at their five man rotation. So you're, you're playing the Pacers. <laughs> Who who have like are playing Darren Collison and Victor Oladipo at guard and like Corey Joseph like and you're on a team with LeBron James like why why would you play him like isn't that the reason to have Jordan Clarkson so you never have to play Jose Calderon I mean uh, he doesn't make shooter. mistakes and he shoots threes God that's like. Because he was not even in basket. I guess I guess he was on the Hawks last year in the playoffs. He but... was on the Wizards. I mean, on the Warriors for ten yeah. minutes too, if you remember right. I believe he was like Shrew's <coughs> backups backup on the Hawks. He played a little bit in the playoffs last year. Anyway, he's. It just feels crazy that the the guys that are playing minutes for this team and like that, the solution is to have a backcourt of, like, what is Kyle Corver playing the three? I'll tell you what I'd be scared of if That's I were the Cavs. a 37-year-old man. Yeah. What's that? The Pacers are going home. Mm-hmm. And role players play better at home. Yeah. And they are a team of role players. <laughs> yeah. Well, the guy who's been really good, uh, I I think he's just been great, is that is young. Yeah. I mean, really, the guy's been great. And Oladipo has been really great, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, like, it doesn't seem like they can stop Victor Oladipo at all. But I bet I bet we get here in these in one, one of these two games, there will be a weird Darren Collison game where he, like, is on fire. Mm-hmm. And then also a weird Miles Turner game where he gets, like, 20 rebounds and blocks five shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm very curious about the series because I still just I still don't think LeBron is going to lose, but I think we'll it lose seven games. <laughs> like, but it's I, I think it's going seven games for sure. It is. It's so bizarre to just look at the Cavs. They're so bad on defense, and just because like 
Jared Smith, though not really particularly good on defense anymore, I don't think, still kind of gets a lot of steals. And yeah. that's like a But he gambles like crazy. Yeah. And Corver um, is slow, but he like always goes to the right spot. But yeah, well, but I, I think, think that's the Calderon thing too. Is yeah. not that he's staying in front of anybody, and I guess but it's... he's just a guy who doesn't make mistakes. He's and never we... Calderon has never been a guy who made mistakes. Even when he was like a relatively young player, it would be mm-hmm. like he only turned the ball over four times this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um... It's also it's just not that he's necessarily doing a terrible job, but it's just really weird to see Bogdanovich as the primary defender on the project. It's insane. Because it's he, insane. He he's not even a bad athlete or anything, but he kinda has like a pudgy face. So it like every time they do a close up, it's like, what is this cop doing on the floor? <laughs> he just um, really does right. not look like he should be guarding LeBron. But I I'm think still... we both think it's going seven games. I mean, it's it's a really right? fun series to watch, but it's very weird. Um. All right, now let's talk about your favorite series. Oh, yeah. I just love watching both these teams, and I wish I wish that the Heat had gotten the seven seed so they could be beating the Celtics right now, and then we would get the series in the second round instead. And then, like, I mean, I least... have to ask you, though. Uh-huh. Uh... Most important thing that happened tonight, Joel Embiid came back. Uh-huh. He yeah. at one, he drops his ten thousand dollar mask on the floor, uh-huh. and then Justice Winslow purposefully stepped on it. Yeah, then picked it up and tried to rip it in half. <laughs> so ridiculous! Uh, how do you feel about that behavior? Um, I'm kind of into the stomping on it, but I'm against. The tear, trying to tear it in half. That seems like such a weird <laughs> position to carve out here, but like I really like it if a guy's shoe comes off and you throw it into the stands. Love it. That's like my favorite thing. That and that's like it's such a wrestling move to step on his mask because like okay, it's a ten thousand dollar mask. Justice Winslow's like fuck your mask. You know what I mean? Like I like that. But then trying to tear uh-huh. it in half is like okay now, because you're probably not going to succeed. Either. That is it seems thing. like a real Marcus Smart move. Yeah, it seems like stepping on it is <laughs> stepping on it is like really disrespectful too. Like I'm putting I'm putting the bottom of my shoe, uh, right on. But your like mask. actually trying to break it. Yeah, that like that feels like stepping like... on it. I feel like you're like maybe it'll break, but like it's more of like a. Yeah. It's more of a shit-talky thing. It's like when Terrell Owens would stand then, on the, the Cowboys star. You know what I mean? Like it's Right. But yeah. then actually picking it up and uh, trying to break it, to me, is like, it shows desperation. Like, oh, you really want to get this guy out of the yeah, game. Yeah, that feels like Because cheating. you are scared of him. Well, and like, <laughs> if you step on the mask, like, like he dropped it. It's on the ground. Things can get stepped on there. But, like, yeah, you're picking it up. Come on, man. Stepping on it would have been super cool, too. <laughs> Just a I mean, I did see some crazy hot takes on the internet. I don't remember who. But they were like, Justice Winslow should be suspended. No. God. This sets a terrible precedent for the game. Who ever games. wants anyone to be suspended in the playoffs, <laughs> by the way? Thank you. 
I'm trying to think of the last time I like wanted someone to actually get suspended. Um, I guess there was the point when Juwan Howard broke Derek Anderson's face, but that was like 2001. Uh, I thought Kelly Olynyk should have been suspended for oh, the for that uh, Kevin Love thing, the Kevin Love arm pull. Yeah. Yeah. Also, guess... J.R. Smith. The, the several times he's been suspended. Oh, in that the time he was that Jay Crowder who got the concussion from that. Yeah. I'm just feeling. <laughs> i feeling like I need to walk that back a little bit. Jay Crowder, things have been tough for you, man. I hope he does. Be- I hope he does better. Um, maybe it'll even happen this week. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Winslow otherwise was also playing really well, I thought. He hit, like, a ton of shots tonight. Yeah, he which... hit four threes, and... Now, granted, he was, like, minus 27, but I think he was just on the floor when the Sixers just blew him out at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, that game was... was uh... Okay, so it was one point at halftime... Yeah, it was a two-point game at the end of the third quarter, and then the Heat only scored 14 points in the last quarter. Yeah, uh, Dwayne Wade wasn't great, I'm going to say, in it. Uh, but no. Goran Dragic was rad. He was, like, really aggressive, too. I just See, I just wish they weren't playing each other, because the Heat are really fun. Um, I, think, I think Richardson and Winslow are... You know what, you know what it felt like for the Heat to me, actually? Is like this is basically the absolute ceiling a team can hit if they don't at all have an all star. And I know Drogic made the all star team this year, but he was like the sixth injury replacement, and he was in the East. Mm-hmm. So, but like, but it was also his second time making the all star team. No, I get it. I just mean like, if you <laughs> he's don't a, have, he's like a, always a borderline guy. But if you, if but you I know don't, what you mean. Yeah, if you don't have one of the 15 best players in your conference, the Heat are like, the, this feels like as good as you can be. And um, I think now, they, yeah. I mean, the Celtics uh, are also really say, impressive that way, but yeah. Uh, Hassan Whiteside sucks. <laughs> uh, did you see his quote tonight? No, I just saw uh, him get you punked. Openly with shit talking in the media, uh, um, the coach. Uh, oh, he was shit. He said all coach Spo? wants me. To... Yeah, all he, he said all coach wants me to do is set screens and go to the corner. Yeah, man. I can do more, and I should play more minutes. <laughs> Jesus, man. I mean, he was he was already unplayable in the first two games, and like. I feel like I feel like if they weren't worried about him being exactly like he's being right now, they wouldn't have even played him in game two. Like they, yeah, he was terrible. So like, I think I think, you know, if he were like an older player or not Hassan Whiteside, they would have probably benched him. But also, it's totally fair to say like, um, you know, I thought he definitely had to play when Embiid came back, and then, you know, he he was terrible. Um, Embiid still is just going to cook him. Uh, yeah, it was like closer at the beginning of the season, but no, he he's just he's going to kick him and he's going to like embarrass him. And again, in like his fourth language, he's going to just sun him. <laughs> uh, um, the... I hate Embiid's mask, though. I got to say. Yeah, it's just. Uh, there's no good I, way to have a mask. 
It's, but see, I like, uh, it's a little too shiny. I like, but it's a, it's weird to wear a mask and goggles. I don't really understand (laughs) why there's like a goggle piece on top of the mask, but also unless you're LeBron that one time or Kobe, I think, or Kobe, no, actually Kobe is the only one. LeBron shouldn't have even done it. The black mask is like. Because with Kobe, it's like so lame, <laughs> and Kobe's so lame and such a villain. Like well, it's it, like it also felt yeah, like okay. it was something he like made at his house, maybe, or did you know? Right, where like I had this custom this made two years like, ago, just in case I ever hurt my face. Where like Embiid's mask looks like it's like uh uh like cosplay for like Ben Affleck's Batman. <laughs> Um, <laughs> for like some deleted Justice League scene, it's like um, it also feels like it's like a little too reflective. I don't know. It's I mean, it's so weird that like everybody, the guys hate wearing the masks so much. Except for Richard Hamilton. Richard Hamilton. <laughs> became his identity in this very surprising <laughs> way. Like, I, I'm telling you, I think he's a genius, though, actually. Because I imagine Richard Hamilton, even at the height of his fame in Detroit, uh-huh. could walk down the street Without anyone bothering him. I'm honestly struggling to imagine his facial features. Above I don't the know cheek. what he looks like without the mask. I kind of I, I know what his, he looks like. I know, I'm like, I feel like I definitely could like draw his beard with one of those Dapper Dan <laughs> filings things. Uh, I would recognize him because he had like nine inch fingernails. <laughs> he had like flamenco guitarist fingernails because he was like a dirty motherfucker. Jesus. Somebody was just talking about that on a podcast. I forget who. You shouldn't be. It was able somebody to do who played in him. the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> it was somebody who played him. Was like, yeah, there was a reason they called him Rip, and it was because he had these really long fingernails, and he would just scratch everybody. <laughs> That's so gross. So much of like broken his fingers for that. <laughs> Let's see that again. That's like something Justice Winslow's gonna do now, right? Like he'd be able to shred the mask easier <laughs> if he had talons on his hands. Yeah, if he had like uh, Black Panther fingernails. Yeah. Um... Isn't it weird though that that like I think I really think that uh, Whiteside should be taking a long look in the mirror because Kelly Olynyk is is taking his minutes like. Kelly Olynyk, though, I think is good, dude. No, he is good. <laughs> I think Kelly Olynyk, like, look, I've made fun of Kelly Olynyk for years now, uh-huh. but I think Kelly Olynyk's good. Nah, he's pretty great. <laughs> is there any way the Heat could get rid of Whiteside? Would anyone take him? It's unfortunate. I mean, the, only... the Orlando Magic already have like four centers. Making, yeah, I was making... gonna say the only. <laughs> It's the only team figures. I think that would have taken him was the Kings, uh-huh. but that's where he washed out initially. Right. So I don't uh, think they'd take him. Yeah, I mean, I could. 
It's also like, who are the Kings' prospects? Again. How long is Whiteside's contract? I think he has two more years remaining. <sighs> They've got to just suck it up for one more year, and then they'll be able to get rid of him. You know, and the thing is, they, they wouldn't get any cap space. And, like, they could get rid of him, and they'd still be capped out. But, like, anything but I wonder... that wasn't Hassan Whiteside would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he has two more years left for like fifty-one million. I wonder if oh man, now fast break breakfast is going to be mad at us, but mm-hmm. I'll get him to, to Memphis <laughs> for for Gasol. Yeah, I wonder if like they would take back some of those shorter big heat contracts for just like for Gasol and Conley, just like get us out of this, please. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But exactly. I mean, Conley, I think those contracts might even be too big. Because I'm only doing it off the top of my head right now. Oh, like like how much um, those guys are actually making? I mean, yeah, because I mean, like isn't Conley left. like... Yeah. Uh, Marcus Ole has two years remaining for actually less money than Whiteside. Oh, then never mind. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing they can do. But I just yeah. wonder if they could have, like, an over... Get, get like, an overpaid guy who might, like, fit in and not be such an asshole in return. Yeah. Like, even... You know, exactly. Like, yeah, just someone... Like, Luol Dang. I mean, I'd, I'd rather have, like, Noah, maybe, even. <laughs> like, get him to Miami, <laughs> get him in shape. Who knows? He's closer to the steroid dealers and masking agents, too, so he could maybe... I don't know. Um, anyway, great series. Good how series. do you think it's going to... How do you think it's going so far? What do you, uh, what, what's your... Uh, you had a hot take. I did have a hot take. I was watching, and I think that Ben Simmons is actually better than Giannis right now. And that's, that's like... I'm not, it's so hot that I'm not even sure... I'm willing to hold that take in my hands, but he's just so good. Like his de- He's his really de- good. He's not better is, than Giannis. His defense is way better than I thought. Um, but he's like, yeah, no, he's his like, defense is great. Is he one of the he's top really, really great. three passers in the league right now? Top five, at least? Uh, Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like LeBron, him, Jokic... Gasol, God, maybe. going to be so mad at us. Um, <laughs> and then, like, I don't know, somebody else. Somebody else I can't think of. Uh, but, yeah, he's been great. He's great. Um, I don't think he's better than Giannis, though. Because uh, Giannis, just for me, like, Giannis is... They're they're very similar players. I do think I, I do think Giannis has a higher stealing, and, and but Simmons just Giannis's shooting stats are so much better still. Like, yeah, but Philly's offense is way better. You know, it's true. But I mean, that's I mean, not yeah, that's Giannis's fault. I was just I was just, <laughs> I mean, I'm not even totally sure I believe it, but I I just had I had been underrating Ben Simmons and. Yeah, he's great. And I think the Sixers are going to the NBA Finals, so that's well. That's my that prediction. was the other hot take. That's I the really other hot take. To... Um, 
and I think I think it's helpful that um, either the Raptors or like like the finals will be either the Raptors or the Cavs, and they get to play Boston next, and that's I feel like that's a huge advantage too. That like yeah, that both Toronto and Cleveland have to play a tough series before that. And, you know, I, th- I think playing Boston actually might be True. pretty challenging, but it's not like they're just, they're just too banged up. You know what I mean? Like, like what are they going to do with Joel Embiid? The the crazy thing about, well, Embiid, I think Boston actually is less worried about. Cause like, that's like the one place they kind of have guys. What Baines um, and Horford? I guess Horford no, but like Horford's a, good a really good defender. Yeah, yeah. Horford's I bet he a does really, a good really good defender. Um, um, but I think, oh, oh, but what? I don't know. You can't put Terry Rozier on uh, Simmons on Ben Simmons. There's no fucking way. I guess you'd put Marcus Smart on him if he was back. No, you you put Jalen Brown on him. Yeah, it's just it's it's amazing. I think people underrated like. The Sixers starting five is so good together that um, just adding, like, a couple more good NBA players has such huge dividends just because, like, yeah, one of the reasons they were just unbeatable at the end of the seasons was that, like, you know, Timotei Luwabu Cabarro, who, again, is, like... Not, going to be good, I certainly think. Ha- certainly has a future. Could be the new Thabocephalosha, but like he's definitely the new Thabocephalosha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but like now, um, you know they their bench lineups have uh, Marco Bellinelli, who Ursan Ilyasova, Ursan Ilyasova, who's just awesome, is now their backup center, and yeah. it's like blocking hella shots. He's like he's just a guy that. You wouldn't even say he has like sneaky athleticism. He just it's like his his look and his hair and stuff. But he's really big and he shoots and he's I don't know, he's and they got those guys for nothing. And so now Yeah, he looks like Eddie Monster on steroids. Yeah. And so now uh, like Amir Johnson's their eighth man instead or ninth man and Well and they don't even play Rishon Holmes really anymore. No, who was also And he's not, pretty good. He's not bad, but just like <laughs> they I think he might be better than Amir Johnson, frankly. <laughs> but, uh. but, yeah, but, but if Amir Johnson's your ninth man in the playoffs, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, um, and then the one thing giving I will you say anything, about... you know, it just feels like yeah. they upgraded their team so tremendously. Like, like did the any one thing team... I will say ahead, about sorry. Ben Simmons uh-huh. uh, versus Giannis is I still don't think I like. Ben Simmons still needs to finish a lot better, actually. Do you think like, he needs to start shooting? He's got shooting... a lot of room to grow. Do you think he needs to start shooting no, no, with no, the no, other no. hand? No, he just needs to figure out, like, a floater. Mm-hmm. I don't even mean, like, it's just like if it's not a dunk, it kind of doesn't go in. Where, like, Giannis is, shoots, you know, like 99% at the within four feet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you you watch them in this um, series, and it's like I don't think the Cavs can beat these guys four out of seven, and that seems crazy. But like, I feel like the they're... Cavs can't beat the Pacers four out of seven. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you watch them against Philly, and it's like they got a lot of experience and stuff. But like, 
especially when the other guys, like what Bellinelli's one of the bench dudes coming in, it's like, well, that's better than Kyle Corver right there. Like, <laughs> um, right. And he's like the, the um, requisite amount of chaos that you want on a playoff team too. Yeah, that's why the super Warriors fun, need super fun series. Yeah. Uh, how many games do you think it's going now? I think the Sixers. I think they're going to take care of it in five. I really do. I mean, it it seems yeah. like the the Heat have a very good chance to win Game Four, but I think it'll be like Sixers in five or Sixers in seven. Yeah, but I think Sixers I worry about is what I would I would say. I weirdly worry about heat in six, depending on how the waves, the, the winds go, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's probably sixers in five. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not going far enough to say they're going to make the finals yet, but they're really fun and really good. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. Now our final series. Yeah the most head-scratching series in the world. Uh, The one where I'm going to say the guy who has lost the most in the playoffs uh, from a respect standard is situated. situated. He's somehow in the power rankings. rankings. He's somehow under Kawhi, uh, and that is Mr. Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, he is like... I would say even from just like a personal dignity standpoint, he's really dropping. It's not even just that Terry Rozier stuff is, and we are some people that have he not did it shown again today. We've shown very little respect to Terry Rozier for Terry Rozier. Yeah. And, But oh. again, he pretended not to know who Terry Rozier was today. Oh, I didn't. After I, I did practice not, or whatever. I did not know the impetus of it, though. I feel I feel like less. I didn't realize that Terry Rozier had called him Drew Bledsoe, which is really funny. I, I don't care. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but I but I don't know if it was an accident <laughs> or if he was like throwing shade. But him doubling down on it was stupid because he's getting murdered by that guy like that's not the time to double down on i don't know who that is (laughs) yeah you can do that if you're winning like if you're michael jordan and you're talking about clyde drexler you can do that and i think uh sorry corbin again (laughs) (laughs) but like so the first the first time he said it was was it before game two right no, it was it after, was after game two. Game two. That, that was asinine. Yeah. And then he did it again. Come on, man. Jesus yeah. Christ. And he is playing like... He, like He's like, getting roasted. In a series, his team should have an excellent chance to win. They have a terrible coach. But, like, the Celtics don't have Marcus Smart or Kyrie Irving or Gordon Hayward. And, like, again... uh, we don't say a lot of nice things about this team, but Jalen Brown's very good, but he's like, what is he, 20 years old, Young. 21 years old? Yeah. Tatum's like 19. Like, these are some guys that Eric Bledsoe should be able to do something against. 
And like, yeah, it is embarrassing. It is really embarrassing for him to do it a second time. I gotta say, um, who does he? Who do? You, who do you think he thinks is going to think that's cool? That was not phrased well, but who is he trying to impress Jason or Kidd. win over? Yeah, Jason Kidd's like, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, Kidd, I like to imagine Jason Kidd is watching all of these games and just like. Sipping a cup of soda, and I'm, I'm, I know this is probably inaccurate. I'm imagining he's watching it from the same pizza restaurant where he got fired. <laughs> and when he gets like really mad about something that the Celtics do, he like spills his soda on the floor, and then the the guy running there is like, "Come on!" And kid like guiltily pulls a rolls a twenty off a roll and tosses it on the table. Anyway, I think he. I See, think here's what I think Jason Kidd is doing during this series. Uh-huh. I think he is texting Danny Ainge, his former coach in Phoenix, uh-huh. uh, every five minutes and trying to stab Brad Stevens in the back to take that job somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Okay, I think we should. I mean. We're just bummed out by the series. Good job, Celtics, again. But Well, there's one the... thing I want to oh, say. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. There's one question I have for you. Uh-huh. So, last year, uh-huh. Isaiah Thomas played point guard for the Celtics. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. he fucking ruled. Uh-huh. Most of this year, Kyrie Irving played point guard for the Celtics, and uh-huh. he fucking ruled. Uh-huh. And now, Terry Rozier and Shane Larkin are playing point guard for the Celtics and they are fucking ruling. Uh-huh. Uh So my question is is Kyrie Irving a system point guard, Sean? I think I think if you look at the numbers they would say yes, right? <laughs> yeah, numbers never lie. Uh Uh, but no, I, Terry Rozier has been awesome, and it's infuriating because I've talked so much shit about him. Kyrie Irving is also probably awesome. I just, oh, god damn it! Do you know? Do you know what uh, happened to Terry? I think Rozier? the Celtics are going to sweep the Bucks. <laughs> it feels like the Bucks should definitely win Game Three, but they were so terrible in Game Two. <laughs> just like uninspiring, and like it just feels like the coach. It's kind of just, oh, you know, way back in the beginning of this episode, Don Pardo read a bunch of names for some players from the 1999 NBA draft, a draft Mm -hmm. that Jason Terry was in. Yeah. And uh, he's still playing. He's playing a lot for the Bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Is he 40 years old, 41 years old? Uh, he's 40. I mean, he only played he's five minutes in yet. this last game, but just like, like this game, they were getting beat pretty much the whole time, but like the, the box score minutes are so weird. Like <laughs> Jabari Parker played 10 minutes. Tony Snell played 22 minutes. Brogdon played 19. Shabazz Muhammad played 12 minutes. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad played well. He was like one of the Bucks who actually uh-huh. was playing well. But like uh, Jabari that... Parker should play zero minutes. He's not good. 
Thon Maker. But I'm just saying these lineups. <laughs> that doesn't indicate that like any kind of plan was in place or like any plan lineups. No. It just seems like he's inserting guys and being like, "What about this one? What about this one?" And that's it. <laughs> he's they're not gonna win. It still feels like they should be able to win a game at home, though, to me. Yes, but I still I don't think it's going to happen. Like, it even just seems like if they they weren't even reacting to the game, but just put some guys together, like, like it seems like they feel like they need to have a real center. Fine. But the like... only way they win is if Giannis scores like sixty points. <laughs> I mean, right? his last game he had thirty-eight and nine. <laughs> he was thirteen of seventeen from the field. He, but but like no one else on the Bucks is even getting fouled. I don't it think really can, feels like watching win game three. two and a half guys play ten guys. I think the Bucks are going to win right? game three. I'm going to I'm going to call it. I don't think they they're going to lose in five, but they're going to win a home game. I don't think they are. They almost I won think game they're one. Swept. I know they should have won game one. I think they can. I think they can do it. Bucks. Um, all right. Bucks Let's lose end in five. there. Yeah. Let's. Uh, Sean, anything you want to plug? Uh, just basketball writing on Yard Barker. Check out my most recent one. Uh, which was about how all the teams that just barely missed the playoffs, where it all went wrong. Some more nuggets talk for me, but the main lesson is uh, don't trade for Dwight Howard. That's that's where it goes wrong. The moment that is like, a good yes, that is a I good, would like uh, to trade for Dwight Howard. That is a good um, good advice. Um, Uh, as for me, uh, watch Dave Schilling's video tomorrow on Leacher Report. Uh, again, he got Al Harrington and Matt Barnes high for 420. Is is Dave um, high? I don't think so. He probably is. He not only high. shared a like a, a uh, uh, like a teaser. God, that's so great. Weed believe is it called Weed Believe? No, because there's there's other athletes too, oh, but no. a, a lot of them are big three athletes. You should probably watch. I should. I mean, because your... well, Al Harrington, yeah, is... Katino Mobley is in it. Kenyon Martin is in the uh, in it. Gary Payton. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Al Harrington was uh, a big three champion last year. <laughs> oh, and Kenyon Martin, they're teammates. Well. Well, that unnamed player who said that the big three teams were just based on who liked to smoke weed together, you are correct. And then as for me, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at M. Night Shyamalan, where uh, this week I tweeted, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is one of my favorite films of all time. Blatantly steal from it in hashtag glass. Milos Forman was a true artist. Uh, uh, trust the process. <laughs> Shut it down. Let's write a Shut self-serving eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> All right. Um.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.